Welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Pull List, where we occasionally talk about comics, movies, sometimes video games, or TV shows. I'm your host Lex, along with my buddy Murph, and each week, you can catch us rambling about all your favorite topics. If you enjoy this podcast, please like, subscribe, and share. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a ton of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I edit? How do I get my show on all the podcasting apps? Well, the answer to all of these questions is pretty simple. It's Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. Simon and I love Anchor. Honestly, we record, we drop it in Anchor, and it's automatically distributed out to our community. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm start, and I can't wait to hear your podcast. Yo, what's happening, folks? We're live. Happy Wednesday. Welcome back to the Wednesday Pull List. I'm your host, one of them today, Lex, and I'm the only one today. Murph is not here with me. I got really busy over the weekend, and it's like he can only record on the weekends. So I'm doing this on the fly on actually Wednesday today. So uh, there's no way that he could do it with me right now because he's at work like a grown up. But yeah, we're going to touch base on some topics out in the news and one little thing that I thought was interesting about Avengers Endgame. I was going to do a Captain Marvel review because I saw it over the weekend, which let me tell you, let me start off by saying it was insane everywhere. So from Friday to Sunday, everywhere that we were trying to go see the movie was completely full of seats even Sunday morning we managed because there's four of us my wife and my children and we like to go to those movies together so for uh, every single day it was full and then if there was a seat it was like a random seat at one section and then three levels up or three rows up there was another seat and it just wouldn't work it was so bad that Sunday morning at 8 a.m. One of the theaters close to our house didn't even didn't even have any seats. We managed to get some pretty close at 9 a.m. on Sunday, but yikes, it was crazy. There's this really fancy theater a few miles from our house. I don't even know what what makes it fancy. I've never been, and I don't plan on going anytime soon. Unless they want to throw me and Murph some tickets, then we'll go. But my wife was like, yeah, just go look there and see how much it is. So I, they had four seats next to each other. I was like, oh, cool. This is perfect. We'll maybe can even eat. It's one of those theaters that you eat at while you watch the movie. And I was like, oh, we can just eat and make a whole night of it. Well, when I... they First of all, they didn't sell kids tickets. So that was a big uh, no. But I went ahead and just was like, oh, well, we want to see it. We made plans to do that this weekend. Let's see how much it is and then it ended up being $112 just for the seats I kid you not 
$112. And so I said, no, we're, we're not, <laughs> we're definitely not doing that. Uh, but we saw it and, uh, I will leave my review for next week. Murph and I, Murph's going to see it this weekend. He hadn't seen it yet. And then him and I will get on and we will chat about it. So since I'm doing this on the fly and I'm solo again, and I feel so nervous always doing these solo and talking to myself, it's going to be a quick one. I'm going to hit some, again, I'm going to hit some, some bullet points that I've seen over the week in the news, and then we're going to disappear. But first of all, before we, we jump in, I want to answer a question or give a response to a a message that was left to us. So we're going to do that right now. Nice. Yeah, that one's uh, a throwback. Thanks. Thanks for that. Yes, Stanley was was uh, very important to to the comic book world. And I it wasn't even a full episode. I just had to I, I got on because I had been thinking about it that night and it was just something that I kind of wanted to I felt like, you know, we needed to say something about it. So, I got on real quick and kind of spoke my mind. I'm officially a Jack Kirby fan when it comes to the debate of the two, but uh, definitely, I, I don't hate Stanley. I love Stanley. He's, I think it's funny. Every time he's in those movies, hilarious. Uh, this last one in Captain Marvel, I'm not going to spoil it because it's only been out a few days and maybe if you haven't seen it, but his cameo in that pulled down my heartstrings a little bit. It wasn't overly emotional or anything, but it was... It was great because it was, you have to be, be pay attention to the time and his setting during the movie and the time, and it was perfect. So I appreciate you checking that out and listening. Um, I agree with you, Stan. The man was the man. Alright, so now we're on to those bullet points I was talking about. It's going to be a little bit of, I guess, TV and movie. I guess that's what we'll call it. Yeah, let's go with that. These segment things I've been doing, there's no, there's no structure to it. It's just what I see, I make note of uh, on my notepad on my phone. And then, yeah, that's it. <laughs> and then I just kind of go through it uh, on air. So it's pretty cool. I'm, I'm, I want to know how... I'm interested to see how I adjust it with Murph being back. But we'll see. So let's jump right in and talk about Netflix. Netflix is getting its first Capcom anime series. So on Tuesday, Netflix announced a slate of original anime series coming to the streaming platform. Including, which no one saw coming, a new anime series based on Capcom's action-adventure RPG Dragon's Dogma. That's pretty cool. A lot, maybe if you don't, if you're not into RPGs, you're gonna have no idea what I'm talking about right now. Netflix, Netflix's Dragon's Dogma series is being developed by animation studio Sublimation, a company that specializes in 3D CGI animation, and I think it's one of its first first original projects. So that's pretty cool. And if you don't know what dog, Dragon's Dogma is, the story follows a man's journey seeking revenge on a dragon who stole his heart. 
On his way, the man is brought back to life as Arizin. I don't know how to say it. These names are always weird. An action adventure about a man challenged by demons who represent the seven deadly sins of humans. It's a pretty cool game. I haven't never personally played it, but I've watched uh, some gameplay and some and read about the story. So I'm excited about it. Anything that comes, any kind of anime that comes to Netflix, I've been relatively impressed with. So I'll give it a chance. Speaking of Netflix and anime, they also announced a Greek mythology anime called Gods and Heroes. The anime is set in the world in a world where Greek mythology is part of everyday life. The series tells the story of a young man who's cast aside by his people, learns that he is the illegitimate son of Zeus. He alone can save both heaven and earth, but to do so, he must survive the vengeful, ja- vengeful, vengeful wrath of a goddess who wants him dead and the monstrous forces of evil she aligns against him. Jesus. You can't read my own notes. Sometimes I I just hobble them together while I'm walking around or while I'm at home on the couch. I need to... I need to email them to myself, put them in a Word document, edit them, and make like real show notes. That'd be too. It'd be a little too official, though. I don't know. Maybe when Mark's back next week, we'll try it that way, and I can send it to him, and we can make this thing official. Speaking of Mark, I know his favorite Disney movie is Aladdin, and we've both been semi disappointed with the trailer so far. They released a new one yesterday. Or the day before yesterday, one of them. And I don't know. I'm interested. You guys should let us know what you think of it. I'm not going to plug all the places. If you want to find us online, you can. The trailer is really an improvement, though, over the last time. The second trailer when they revealed what the genie would look like blue. And I mean, I don't know. I think they really overdid it because of the response so they really focused on the live action elements as far as the, like the dancing the kind of the action scenes I don't know Will Smith's genie just kind of seems like the character he played in Hitch which I love that movie as I've said many times before so I'm interested to see how the full arc plays out it's it's undeniable that the production design is crazy impressive so, and, you know, it was hard not to get chills when those first few notes of A Whole New World kicked in. So, I'm excited of it. it. I'm excited of it. I'm excited for it. It seems a little off. I don't know. I can't put my tongue on it. But, is that, the, is that even a saying? I can't put my finger on it. <laughs> God. That's great. Uh, yeah, something's off about it. But I'm excited to see it. Well, I mean, the Jungle Book was so good to me, the live-action Jungle Book, that I'm sure I won't be disappointed. Yeah, surely not, right, folks? You'll have to let me know. Well, I mean, we'll see it, and I'm sure we'll review. It's not like we can do a preview episode on our theories on what's going to happen, because we've already seen it a thousand times. So, jumping back over to Netflix, there's a series that I have been excited about called... Uh, Love, Death, and Robots Season 1 came out. Uh, it's pretty cool. That when 
When Tim Miller and David Fincher set out to create Love, Death, and Robots, Fincher says they just wanted to create something cool. And I think they accomplished that mission. Netflix's new anthology series, comprised of 18 animated shorts, varying between 15 and 17 minutes in length, is really cool and ambitious. If, I mean, that's my opinion. It hops between genres and animation styles to deliver a marathon of weirdness. From sentient yogurt to ghost fish to an alternate history that gleefully reimages the many ways Hitler could have died. The series is similar to the likes of heavy metal, liquid television, and Adult Swim. But Love, Death, and Robot takes things to a whole nother level in terms of style, scope, and its ability to shock. These shorts have no unified theme or message. Some are dark and nihilistic, others poetic and hopeful, and a few of them are surreal or openly comedic. But no two shorts are the same, utilizing animation teams and studios from around the world, including Hungary's Digic Pictures. They worked on the in-game cinematics for Destiny 2 and the trailer for Ubisoft's Rainbow Six Siege. So I knew when I said Destiny 2, Murph was going to be like, blah, but he loves Rainbow Six Siege. So we want him back. Francis, Francis, not Francis, Francis unit image. They did God of War, which was gorgeous, and Beyond Good and Evil 2. Portland's Platige image. They did Metro, Exodus, Dishonored, Death of the Outsider. Korea's Red Dog Culture House. Is that right? You guys got to fact check me on all of these because I don't know. These are things I wrote. I could have been half asleep when I wrote this down. But I do like Red Dog Culture House. They did Overwatch and the new that Netflix Voltron series, which was really cool. And then Miller's own LA-based Blur Studio, who did Far Cry 5 and Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which was great. And those are just a few. There's many more that I work on. I just I got really tired of looking up all their stuff. So I stopped. <laughs> what else do we got? Oh, a few days ago they released. Or it wasn't even released. It got leaked of the bat suit from, I guess, the end of Gotham. He's going to don the bat suit, even though he's like still a teenager. God, I hate that show. And it looks so dumb. A lot of people are... I, I didn't realize the fan base was so heavy for this show. A lot of people are really excited about it. I am not one of them. But we'll see. It looks dumb. It's... It looks dumb. You know, somebody explained to me the other day online, I was asking, I was like, how do you watch the show? I watched a few episodes and it's just so far from what I've known in the comic books. And they explained it in a way that made me actually want to check, not check it out, but made me more likely to check it out when it's all done. They explained that they watch it as if it was an Elseworlds book, which I love the Elseworlds. They're kind of like the what Marvel's What If books, which I'll talk about more later on. So it's like a completely alternate world, alternate story with the characters in a in a way that's not what you're used to. So with that, I think that I can justify watching it. I'll keep you guys updated. I don't know. It might be a while. In other news, there's a Tom and Jerry movie coming out. I love me some Tom and Jerry, so I was excited to see this pop up in my newsfeed. So it's it's happening. Everything that we loved as a kid, they're going to make live action movies of. They had Dumbo, Lion King, they're all getting remakes. So they're bringing live they're bringing all those animals to life and people are getting upset about 
them being CGI, people just need to stop getting upset so much. Take a chill pill, folks. So, I think they secured a release date. According to The Hollywood Reporter, the live-action Tom and Jerry film is slated to hit theaters April 16, 2021. So, I'm pretty excited. Scooby-Doo was alright. That was a hit. No remaking that. I don't have any information on that. I just kind of randomly saw it. Okay, what else we got? Oh, today I saw Doctor Strange 2. The, the director from Doctor Strange 2 may have just teased that Namor the Submariner was going to be in the MCU. All those thousands of characters are still just in the Marvel library unused. Marvel or Lots of Marvel fans have been wondering when they're going to bring out Namor. He's one of the oldest characters. You know, he was... He was hanging out with Cap and Bucky in the war. I mean, he's the original mutant. People are wondering where the hell he's been. Where's Atlantis in general? Kevin Feige, 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 everyone knows I can't say his name, has long expressed a desire to introduce the Prince of Atlantis into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But he, you know, there's a whole bunch of complicated matters with the rights. But a tweet from director Scott Dickerson may indicate that they are working that out. The, te- the tweet, the tweet, the tweet's deleted now, but it was an image of the 2011 Fear Itself, The Deep, number one. It had Doctor Strange and Namor pulling Doctor Strange down into the water. And the uh, tweet said, are you experienced? Which was a reference to the 1961 song by Jimmy, by the Jimi Hendrix experience. So we'll see. You know, the film rights to Namor was sold in the 90s. With, you know, when all the movies were sold out to different companies, to Universal Pictures. But Marvel and Disney recently got him back. So we'll see. Kevin, we'll just call him Kevin since I don't know how to say his last name, has indicated that there's contracts with other parties that, I don't know, that are kind of holding it up. So he's being really candid about it. But we'll see. There might be something that they're working on in the background. I will tell you right now that would that would make me want to see Doctor Strange. I was not a fan of Doctor Strange. I, I to this day I still have not finished it without falling asleep. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, folks. It just was boring. And then the all the I fell asleep in the theaters watching it. All the earth changing stuff just got made me nauseous, and I just went to sleep. I don't know. Let's jump over to some game news. I don't have a lot of that. We'll see. So starting off game news, I just have to say, first of all, I played Devil May Cry 5 over the weekend, and that game was absolutely amazing to me. It's so refreshing playing a game that, one, wasn't a huge shooting game that was heavily focused on PvP, which could just be annoying and just to me personally but it, it was also not like a huge open world game where you just are constantly you can just do whatever you want this game was very linear it's nothing nothing wrong with that and it was just a blast it looked great i've been a fan of the series i've played every single one of them i absolutely love the series the characters it's fun and this one did not just when i rented it just because I was like, ah, you know, I've been spending money on games lately. 
And now I think I'm going to buy it. I want the collector's edition one so I can get the art book that comes with it. But it was it was that fun. I want to play it again, and that doesn't happen a lot. Uh, I want to play it on a harder mode. So we'll see. It was fun. So if you're in, if you just need a break from all those just massive games, you need a game that's it's a it's like a hack and it's a hack and slash game, but the way you can do the combos makes it pretty intricate. So check it out. It's at Redbox. That's what I rented it from. Pick it up for a day, and if you, you know, if you like it, keep it overnight. Who cares? What's an extra three bucks or whatever it is? It was good. It was fun. It's definitely worth a rent. I think it's worth a purchase, but I don't want to put that on everybody. I've been a fan again for a long time, so those are just my personal beliefs. I don't have a lot of game news today. I haven't really been keeping up with a lot of games. I did see that the PlayStation Classic. Has hit a new, new low price of $36.99 starting today. That game, that game's gonna be free <laughs> in about a month. They can't sell their game. They just did it wrong. They didn't put all the classics on. They put a few of them on there. But man, they're missing a bunch. You know, despite this console's shortcomings, it's definitely worth considering, though, at that price. $36 bucks is not that much. You know, a quick search on the internet will tell you will show you that the console is super easy to hack and you can add a bunch of new games to it. So, you know, you could put the games that you want on there. It's even cheaper than going that Raspberry Pi route right now. And if you don't know what a Raspberry, Raspberry Pi is, then that's a whole nother podcast. And it's not this kind of podcast because this is another technology podcast. But I think it's worth it on my end now because 36 bucks again isn't anything really and i hate to if if you're a homeless person listening i'm sorry 36 dollars is a lot of money but if you're not it's nothing and again you can hack it real easy i'm i think i'm gonna pick one up today i didn't want to i still i want that super nintendo i never got it my buddy picked me up one but then gave it to someone else once dick i think i'm gonna pick it up Hack it and put all the games that I want on there. And you should too. Let me know if you're or if you're going to. I think Walmart has it uh, on their website for $39.99, which is still pretty cheap. And it has free two-day shipping or store pickup if you don't want to wait. So check it out. Big news over from Microsoft, not necessarily Xbox, really. They confirmed that Halo, the Master Chief Collection, is officially coming to PC in addition to the Valve's stream distribution platform. I mean, I think that's pretty cool. I've always been a fan of Halo. It's the only thing that really appealed to me about Xbox. They're saying that it's specifically built for the PC audience and includes all the bells and whistles that come with a PC product. So we'll see. I don't really pay play. I don't really play PC games either though so I might pick it up I might I've all I've always wanted to play through the whole series I played the only one I played was Halo 3 played through and beat because my roommate had an Xbox but I'm a really big fan of the whole series it'd be really cool if they did some kind of crazy thing where they released it on PlayStation they'd make a lot of money off of it but everybody wants to pick a side these days and I get it. I'm 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 okay with the exclusivity. I like it. I, I think they should, you know, PlayStation have its games, and Xbox should have its games. But 
they'd make a lot of money. What else? Do, I mean, there's nothing else really going on. Oh, if you're still playing Fortnite out there like a loser, I, I play it every now. I try to get Murph to play it with me because it's the only game that him and I can play together. One, it's free. And two, it's goofy enough to where, you know, Murph gets killed a lot. So he's not just completely dominating <laughs> the mic, giving me instructions on every little thing. So that's what I like. I'm kind of a level playing ground on that game. All the other shooting games, he he's like an expert at, and it's absolutely zero fun to play. But, uh, yes, yeah, so, sorry to go off on that tangent. If you are still playing Fortnite and you have a Nintendo Switch, the cross-play with PlayStation 4 and Xbox One is no longer supported. I feel like it hasn't even been that long that they released that it was supported. One of the things about Fortnite that made it so accessible was its cross-platform accessibility. I said that twice. I don't know. It looks like they changed it with the new update. Taking Switch players out of the equation. As of Tuesday, Xbox One and PlayStation 4 players are pulled together into one matchmaking group, while Nintendo Switch players are grouped with mobile players. It's It was unexpected and quite honestly unfair to those playing on the Switch. Mobile mobile makes sense, but Switch is a platform in its own right and control. Well, it has control similar to PlayStation and Xbox, not mobile. And it kind of sucks for the mobile people because the Nintendo Switch has freaking controls. I don't know. But if you're still playing the game, you probably don't care that much. I, I, yeah, I haven't even gotten Merc to play that game with me in about a month, so I think he quit. I haven't picked it up really since uh, trying to get him to play with me. But yeah, I got Devil May Cry. I hadn't played. I hadn't played anything else besides that lately. We'll see. I'm looking. At, yeah, I was gonna think. I was thinking about picking up Anthem, but man, people crapped on the crapped on it so bad. I saw it at Redbox. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna pick it up from Redbox probably today, just to see what it's like, and give you guys an honest review, my personal review. But yeah, that's all I got in the gaming news. If you guys have any gaming news, anything that you saw this week or that you know about, hit me up and let me know. Let me know what I missed. Let me know what's going on. All right, now to the nitty. I start these all off by saying all right, and I do break them up because it gives me a chance to kind of look over my notes. I apologize for those little little moments but it's cool you know it gives you a moment like hey if you're if you're doing something you can stop oh yeah stopped at this time and it'll be like a fresh intro into a new section that's just my my take on it you don't have to listen to me i have no idea what i'm doing but i wanted to say that we're getting to the meat of this conversation the topic is very sparse it was it's like a theory that that I was going to talk about. But I am excited because I saw that Marvel is working on a what if show for the Disney streaming service. I'm pretty excited about that. Again, I said that like seven times. I'm sorry. But when I was growing up, the Marvel what if books were some of my favorite books. Similar to what I talked about in the Elseworlds books earlier, they were just alternate stories. What if Captain America was never unfrozen? What if Spider-Man became the Punisher? What if just all these things alternate and where it's different from Elseworlds? Elseworlds were Elseworlds was original stories that just never took place. 
what if was alternate stories. So it was what if Magneto never took the metal out of Wolverine's bones or what if Magneto put together the X-Men. It was just all these different stories. They, they have a hun- hundreds, a hundred. They have hundreds of them. <laughs> so I'm really excited about it. I, I can't wait. It's just more things that are just solidifying that I'm going to get the DC streaming service. I hope it's not a crap ton of money. I, re- I really don't. I really hope it's not a lot of money because I'm definitely getting it because they'll probably do something like DC. DC made their streaming service to where you can only, it can only be connected to two accounts at once. So you can't share it with a buttload of people. Smart. They're getting smart. The episodes won't technically be canon. So it'll just be fun. They'll just be fun episodes. You know, one episode that I think is going to happen because they say Tom Hiddleston's connected to a bunch of the Marvel shows is what if Loki had found Thor's hammer or was gift or was, you know, if Odin gave uh, Loki Thor's hammer instead of Thor. I don't know. It's just, it's a lot of potential because some of the movie, some of the char- actors and characters from the movies can, you know, reprise their roles in a less, less ambitious scale. No, no real names have been signed up for the show or released yet, but I'm pretty excited about it. And a, a few, a few of their other shows that are coming out: uh, The Vision and Scarlet Witch, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and Loki. So I'm, I mean, it's it's going to be good. Not to mention they have the entire Disney catalog. I know Murph hates Disney, but I'm getting it. So, what else do I got? Okay, so I was reading the other day. We're going to get into a little end game talk to wrap this up. This is a quick episode, folks. I'm sorry. This, this wasn't like crazy content heavy. But I saw this Avengers Endgame synopsis that might tease how the heroes are going to defeat Thanos. I, I want to know what you guys think. This is going to be really predicated on you guys sending a response and, and let me know. There's no let me know what you think. So, what was that? Where was that? The latest details come from the movie ticket purchasing site, Adam Tickets, which just released their synopsis for Avengers Endgame on their purchase page. This is the synopsis. It says, Thanos snapped his fingers in Avengers Infinity War and half the life in the universe instantly dissolved. Now a ragged group of surviving warriors, including Captain America, Black Widow, Iron Man, Thor, and the Hulk, work to counteract the Mad Titan's genocidal action. Since our heroes couldn't stop Thanos the first time, what makes them think they can win in a rematch? The answer may be in the overwhelming power thanks to Captain Marvel or in the tiniest spaces between atoms accessible to Ant-Man. Avengers Endgame will rewrite the Marvel Cinematic Universe as we know it. When it's all over, nothing will be the same. Now again, not much goes into the plot of the movie. Marvel's done a pretty good job this time keeping that under wraps because it comes out in about a month. But it does ha- just it does name drop Captain Marvel. Spoiler alert: who has been noticeably absent from the majority of the marketing marketing for this movie. I mean, I haven't seen her in anything. I've seen a few leaks of the toys and stuff like that, but no, I haven't seen anything. And maybe it might change now that the movie's out. Not gonna spoil it. She dies at the end. <laughs> but we'll see. I mean, what do you think? They're obviously saying that. Uh, it's not confirmed, but time travel has been a big part of it. It's something to do with 
with Ant-Man and his movie and going into that Ant-Man world. I don't, I don't know. But, you know, Captain Marvel is supposed to be the, the most powerful superhero in the MCU to date. So we'll see. And then, again, at the end of Ant-Man, he was trapped in the uh, microverse or whatever it's called. I don't know. You guys, hit us up. Let me know what you think. I want to know what you think. How they're going to beat Thanos. How things are going to get rewritten. What specifically is going to happen when it gets rewritten. And then Murph and I will talk about it on an upcoming episode. Next week, I've talked to him. We're going to get together and do the Captain Marvel review. And then after that, I hope to do the... The... uh, Endgame kind of theories and what we've we've been compiling together a bunch of different theories and a bunch of different ideas that people have had and what happens and we're going to kind of create our own and we're going to see how close we are so hopefully we get some responses in on you guys and see what you guys think and we'll put them all together that's all I really have for today it was just a it's very short very quick a few touch base on a few different topics and that's, yeah, that's a wrap. We're circling the drain. I got nothing. So hit us up. Let us know what you think. Folks, also, if you want my pull list for today, you have to go over to our Instagram. It'll be posted on there, Marvel, DC, and Image. I will see you guys next time. I just want to take a second to thank everybody for stopping by for another episode of the Wednesday Pull List. If you enjoyed this episode, share it around. Send it to your mom, your grandma, your grandma's cousin, your girlfriend, her dad. He's going to love it. Leave a review. Subscribe on any platform that we're on or that you're using. I really appreciate it, guys, and I hope to see you next time.